Hello there, my name's Neil David and I'm the host of Eurograps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North, we don't care, we talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at Eurograps EXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes back on video for now because Jeff got a new computer. We're on video. <laughs> we do uh, need this. I am Jeff Hawkins. I am deeply in the wrestling bubble. He is Chris Novembrino. He couldn't give a crap. I yes, it's <laughs> this is like the new dynamic. It's like every week I have four hours on Friday to watch some wrestling and i talk about it and jeff watches all the other stuff and that's basically the arc of the show right now yes uh attention must be paid rest in peace music wise jimmy buffett steve harwell the lead singer of smash mouth and gary wright who had two hits one of which dreamweaver the other one love is alive which slaps i think i love that the, the whole there's basically... like a couple of deep cuts of his too that are good right yeah uh, yeah he's got some cool like synth work like 70s style i, like, I rap, rappers sampled uh that love is alive because it has a nice bass line you know doom doom bump bump but um but um but um yeah it's, it's yeah a, yeah that's cool uh i have no qualms it's, it's weird how music snobbery goes uh look jimmy buffett Jimmy Buffett's one of those guys who could have never put out an album after 1985 and been fine. And probably all of his music after 1985 stinks, but you know, the key West sound, whatever, um, you know, it, it's, it's, as I've grown older, I, <laughs> it's funny because Buffett used to come to the college of William Mary every year to play a stadium show. And like all the people would bring their blenders and stuff like that. I'd, I never had any want to go because I always thought it was just like, look at all these sad alcoholics going to a concert. <laughs> but I mean, even Gene Simmons thinks, yay, I, th- I think you market Margaritaville a little bit too much there, <laughs> Jimmy. But he made bank. Get paid. That's that's all you need. And uh, and Hartwell, you know, the punk pop uh, movement of the mid-90s. Look, I'm not going to say they were great songs, but they were catchy radio tunes for the summer. And, you know... If you're if you're a few hit wonder, there's worse things that can happen. I mean, he got on a Shrek soundtrack and made millions off of that. So, uh, any thoughts on any of those three at all? Um, are you a, not... are you a paired head? Oh, a Jimmy Buffett fan? <laughs> oh God, no! Oh, you say that with such disdain. I kind of no, like the, no, no. the beach country thing. I mean, it's fine. He has a couple of really nice tunes. <laughs> I no what about uh, what will... about smash mouth are you a smash big smash mouth, mouth? <laughs> yes okay so astro lounge is a good album and then the album that follows that that they have a lot of good deep cuts they are actually a pretty halfway decent band i would yeah. say yeah smash mouth has got some good stuff now now how it. would you put them i put them as punk pop there's a little sky in there too but they don't have a horn section which is very weird yeah yeah like like kind of punk poppy with the heavier especially later on like a heavier emphasis on like pop sensibilities and stuff like they really were you know thinking about thinking about the chord changes they they were a mid-90s soundtrack band like if you had a movie in the mid-90s there was a smash mouth song on there i think i think that was a requirement i yeah i think that's <laughs> i actually kind of like all-star i gotta be honest with you it's a catchy tune 
All oh, Star yeah. is catchy. Well, okay, so to get really music nerdy, it's a one four five, but instead of actually going to the five, it goes to the tritone. So okay. like, yeah. What does that mean? All right, all right. Well, we're on video this week, right? So music like, lessons, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So like, so like, we're an F if we're if we're talking All Star, right? We're an F, and normally like a one four five and F would be like F B C. Yeah. B flat, right? But they actually only go. They go F B flat. B flat. B. B. Okay. So hey, now you're an all star. Get your game on. Go so, play. It, it like it's has, not. It's not quite a minor chord, but it's no, no. It, it, yeah, it's 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 weirdly tense, and like it makes sense in the way that they deploy it. And I, I mean, it's because they've done it. No one else will do it now like because everyone thinks of that as like the all-star sort of like one four five sort of twist mm. so i don't know I, I mean they're not like a totally musically substantial band like you know they're not iconic you know but they're no jimmy buffett they did some things they did some, yeah yes who, who among us can be jimmy buffett Look, son of a son of a sailor is a great little beautiful song i will look i i i, I, I respect one. the hustle right like if you're gonna make oh it is non-stop hustle from jimmy if buffett, you're gonna yes. make a career making a career of like going on boats to beaches and like having drinks is actually a pretty dope fucking gimmick i'm Ex sorry music journalist friends. i found that out Right. Oh, he, is he? He was he was like a billboard correspondent in Nashville for country music. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And that that's where his the country roots come from before he went to Key West and went with the Key West Caribbean sound. And and you know, and now Brad Paisley has a career. Or is that who it is? Yeah. I forgot who the guy who just basically aped Buffett's career, but that's pretty much and then you know, put Mar slap Margaritaville on everything and become a billionaire. Why not? Margaritaville's fun if you're drunk. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like most songs are fun if you're drunk. Why like, don't we get a... drunk and screw? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, like, look, you can get me to sing Neon Moon and shit when I'm drunk. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'll get, you know, like, I think of two young lovers, wild and free. Yeah, like, let's you put know. it this way I will take Buffett over hair metal any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you're stuck on a desert island with either Jimmy Buffett or Unskinny Bop, at yes. least just yeah. based on the on, on like the he's only so seventeen. Like, oh my geez, god! Oh my, island. Clearly, Buffett's the stronger soundtrack just based on his marketing. Well, if you're stuck campaign, on an right? island, Buffett seems to be the mood music. Anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Da, 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 oh, oh, another da, beach and da, coconuts da, all day. Da, 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 That's just what we need. Yeah, uh, I am the cheeseburger <laughs> in paradise. Oh, Only extremely alone. Changes in latitudes. Dude. I'd like a change in latitude off this island. Off this island, now. but at least the soundtrack's appropriate. <laughs> On to wrestling. Rest in peace, Sheik Adnan LKC, formerly known as Billy White Wolf, who teamed with Jay Strongbow in the WWF for a while. More famous uh, in two ways. Uh, he was a mainstay in the AWA as their... Um, kind of generic second tier evil foreigner manager there. Um, but also got a run in the, in the show WWF when uh, slaughter became the Iraqi sympathizer. That is general Adnan kids, Sheik Adnan LKC and ex high school classmate of one Saddam Hussein from Iraq before coming over and getting trained in the Minnesota area as many, uh, as also the Iron Sheik was, and boy, that's that just always seems like a odd friendship that you have the Iranian wrestler and the Iraqi wrestler who are very buddy buddy. But I assume that's professional things. Um, I really wasn't a fan of Adnan LKC and AWA. Got to be honest with you, did not do it for me. Always thought he was kind of a knockoff of other guys that I'd say, especially like Skandar Akbar, who who was a Texan who pretended to be from the Middle East, which is always fascinating as well. Um. And of course, that Iraqi sympathizer gimmick in 1991 was just dreadful, to be honest with you. 1990, 1991 during Desert Storm, I hated it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lazy gimmick. It had no staying power. Um, it helped and, slaughter in some ways, though. In some, 
some ways. But, but Slaughter like, was already kind of cooked by then, too. Right. right? I was going to say, like, I mean, I guess it gave, like, one last coat of paint on him, what is yes. a cooked item. But, like, he never repivoted out of that. And I you know, think, he, uh, he became Commissioner Slaughter after that. Yeah. And I, I think one of the reasons why they had to move it eventually from the L.A. Coliseum to the L.A. Sports Arena is because uh, that, of just how horrible that gimmick was. And it just didn't sell. Once WrestleMania came around, I mean, Hogan versus a guy that people want to like. People wanted to like Slaughter. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Adnan L. Casey. And now to the big news. When last Shake Them Ropes left you, Jeff was doing a solo show because Chris was sleeping on his couch. <laughs> I think. Is that I, where you were sleeping? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely was asleep at that you, point. Yeah. Is, is everything okay? You seem a little distracted. I'm just wondering. There, there's something outside is making a noise. Like, like, there has been a noise. Like, we got started doing the show. And I keep hearing like a bum 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 bum. I'm like trying to figure out what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on mic with me then. I'm staying on mic. I'm staying on mic. I mean, you're you're not wrong. If you need to jump under the table, just let me know. No, I'm not gonna jump under the table. I'm almost like I want to like you know do a live investigation as to what this rattle is but i'll, I'll wait until i hear more if i hear any more okay uh yeah i mean now that now it's become part of the show i mean like detective chris <laughs> is on the case he's getting nova out there extra for the patreon we'll do the video of you investigating yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 i'll shoot with my cell phone camera we made this like a, a real a thing Anyways, a real thing it was late friday night <laughs> I had done the show. I had done previews of uh, Payback and All Out. I was headed to sleep. Missed my night activities, unfortunately. But hey, I do it for you people. And then uh, and then wake up Saturday as I'm cleaning my house. CM Punk has been fired from AEW from both his talent and his uh, and his employment contract. Uh, Tony Khan coming out with a statement on video at the beginning of Collision and also to the live crowd at Collision stating uh, that, yes, Phil Brooks had been released and that Khan, quote, feared for his life. Mm. A little bit in that for a moment. Um, Meeting was, uh, there was rumors that there was a meeting before they all flew out to uh, Wembley um, a couple Fridays ago. And, um, it was never asked for because of the belief it would be turned down by the Young Bucks. According to one person very close to the situation, though, Young Bucks have said if six months went by without CM Punk having any issues, they would have been willing to sit down and work with him. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, Ace Steel also released uh, this week. But yes, um, CM Punk is gone. I will give you first crack at this before I start to rant. Boy. In a way, it needed to happen. Once Punk was going around and saying, catch me outside. Yeah. His days, in my opinion, were numbered. However else I've felt about the other altercations that have been happening along the way. The feud with Jack Perry. Really, I mean, it was it was so it was petty, right? Like who cares? Like it's his match, you know, who, who really gives a shit? Like it's his match. Um, the feud with the bucks and Omega, I definitely view as a much more nuanced thing than I, I guess a large majority of the audience. Uh, I, I also think watching Tony Khan's statement in front of that Chicago crowd that did, did you watch the TV version or did you watch the version in front of the crowd? There the version two. in front of the crowd. Okay. Yeah, the version in front of the crowd. Uh, I did not like the Tony Khan that I saw. Uh, it was not seven minutes that made me feel warmer and fuzzier about the man. In particular, the I feared for my life stuff, which, I mean, you know, I guess we all have different thresholds in which we are worried about our life, our life as in our mortal um, safety being threatened. Yes. And, 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 I will and, say and, that and I've been in situations where I've been worried about being physically hurt. 
Some might even say earlier today. Yes, some might. Some might even actually say if they knew my life like earlier today. Uh, And while the threat of violence was credible, at no point did I fear for my life. Like I, you know, I think one can fear being hit without fearing for their life. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Alvarez, Brian Alvarez, had some good points about this because, like, punk in these two instances was rabid in terms of, in terms of the, I mean, this was more assault than, you know, Hey, meet me outside for a fist fight type of thing. This was angry, angry stuff. And you know, how many fights has Tony Khan ever really been in? You know, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure not many. Well, yeah. Uh, The thing that made me, the thing that made me laugh about it a little bit is that Tony Khan as a teenager went to the ECW arena at its height and i have been there my friend and that is a that is a situation where i have feared for my life yeah um, I, I mean or if you ever went to like any of the, the super fire dragon doors there yeah <laughs> yeah like super dragon matches were not exactly like yeah. safe environments either yeah so um, no uh tony khan going i feared for my life really just for me felt over dramatic speculation is that was for legal purposes yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, and I'm sure the lawyers might have advised him that. Uh, at the same time, I would just like to posit that lawyers are lawyers and not gods, and that they don't know everything, and that oftentimes in, in law cases, two lawyers enter a courtroom and one of them loses. Yes. So then half the time one of them is not correct you're gonna find this funny i think maybe, maybe. you maybe. never know you know. never know you, you've I, never I'm, found I'm, me I'm funny before so ah, <laughs> hey, you, you have grown on me like a fungus slowly like a lichen really in, are we dating the that's how that goes too into um, the mineral that is no all right cut it out let me get to my point okay fine i fell into a deep depression on labor day about this whole thing and I'll tell you why, because I'm listening to uh, the podcast over at Fight Game Media, where the other three people who cover AEW shows are happy and relieved and just like, oh, oh, man, finally, finally, AEW can get back to, you know, growing and being better. And it's going to be a happy place and all that. Sure. And I'm sitting there going. I'm not sure if there's anything left for AEW for me, because. In the past year, year and a half, maybe two years, depending on the timeline. I'm not good with time, to be honest with you, because it's all it's all a flat circle after you hit 30. Um, Cody Rhodes leaves for WWE. And Cody Rhodes, to me, was a great storyteller, great angle builder, great Southern style type of wrestling thing. Tully Blanchard, my favorite promo ever, uh, has a falling out with the company, depending on who you uh, listen to. Things didn't work out, gets cut, et cetera. Jay Briscoe, the most compelling promo in wrestling to me in a, in a world where I just want compelling promos in wrestling, to be honest with you, for builds, dies. And now CM Punk, the guy who can talk me into a room and talk me into a feud, is gone. And I'm left with how I termed it was Wes Anderson wrestling. This whimsical ironic we don't really take things too seriously product and don't get me wrong i love unrepent stupidity i love orange Cassidy. i love a lot of things that would be deemed ironic and orange Cassidy's like actually been pretty solid right now and, and like yeah. the, the, build, the build with the build with him is not the problem i mean it's no it's like mjf sort of meta world champion thing where it's like i'm gonna leave the company yes. and always teasing that implies that wwe is the greener pasture that aew is the beta belt oh the people who hate stanford don't realize how much stanford is in this product at times i i get i get that but it was one of those things where i'm just like yeah i i don't want to watch this and i don't want to watch collision which was Oh, a, a post-punk collision was, has like almost no interest to me at all it's like, a two-hour now, now, rampage again 
now that I, you know, I, we said it at the beginning of the show, I have like four hours a week to watch wrestling every week and collision was part of that digest. And now like, I can't even imagine why I would pop it on. Here's the other thing that, that, uh, came up with me and, and you know, it's a lot of, Oh, well the, the bucks don't want to be in the same room as punk, you know, because of that assault earlier, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they shouldn't have to and all this other stuff. They are employees. They have two contracts just like Punk. And Tony Khan brought CM Punk back for a reason. And that reason was he saw an investment there that he wanted to make money with. And also probably because David Zasloff liked CM Punk or something to that effect to be the anchor of this second show on Saturdays. Now, that said, you don't do meetings in arenas or anything like that. You fly these guys out and say, bring whatever lawyers or personnel or friends or psychological comfort animals or whatever you want to bring. We're going to meet in a boardroom, in a building with actual security in it. And we're going to sit around a large table and we are going to talk. Now, will things be solved? I don't know, but if Tony Khan wanted to bring Punk back into the fold, as he did, obviously, for bringing him in collision and wanted a to set the stage and set the for what was going on in his company, I think he needed to be a little bit stronger here, Chris. I'm, I'm of the opinion that, hey, you call me and you say, hey, I don't care if you don't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, I'll terminate your employment contract and keep your talent contract. You have that leverage. Now, I'm not saying you should have gone that strong about it, but it's one of those things where you have to say, you're my employee. This is my money. We are not a profitable company as yet. Okay? You're playing in my sandbox, and you don't want to go to the, well, the, the, the root part of, you're my toys, but, you're, but not like that. I mean, you want to do it respectfully, but at the same time, you want to say, hey, I'm paying for this. I'm the blank check. You guys come in here and you at least try. That's all I want is you guys to at least try. And we will bring in whoever you want to be there to try and have this powwow and shake hands and see if it can work out. Am I wrong on that or not? No, I, I mean, I think this is the underlying problem of the narrative that like removing punk solves all problems, right? Oh no, 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 no. it doesn't. No. Cause the problems have been extant pre-punk. We we've talked about many of these indulgent problems pre-punk. And the thing is that the people who are indulgent are now only several years older and they were all past their peaks anyways, at the beginning of this. So, you know, does dynamite need a lot of bucks and omega i know people who are fans of the bucks and kenny omega and they loyal i i ran into some at the tram this week and they're like who are you a fan of i'm like i like the acclaim like we love kenny omega and i'm like i get it you know and we scissored and it was cool um they're oh, loyal really? hmm. yeah we 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 would you know they, they do that on the trams now do they yeah we yeah we scissor on the tram we okay. scissor I, I, i'm bringing it everywhere it's it's was his kid scissored man uh i mean like like i i it's strange how over that uh that particular meme is yeah. But uh, yeah. Owens goes to my gym and passes me by, and I have the I have. The, I I know, right? I, like, I mean, the, if I saw him, I'd want I'd I'd be revving up. That I'm thinking scissor, about man. it. I'm just like, no, nah, that guy. No, you got to. You no. got. I'm sorry, you have to. Sap says the same thing because Sap. No, because you don't even have to initiate conversation. You could just do it, and he can move on. If with he his gets day. if he gets on the elliptical next to me, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna <laughs> see what he does. I, I I feel like I feel like that's respecting boundaries, right? Okay, like yeah, yeah, like no. If if you're like you're Anthony Bowens from AEW, can we get a photograph? That's not respecting. Yeah, that's I'm not, not doing mark photos. No, 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 no. Like, but like seeing him go like, hey, I do a wrestling podcast. Like, scissor me, daddy ass. Like, you know, like fucking. You know, oh, little, oh, little, I would. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd name drop because he knows people that I know. So yeah. Yeah. Right. So there you go. You can. You, you can even get like that. <laughs> Sap and Mookie. Okay. There we go. I know there your you boss. I know the guy who pays you. Um. 
Yeah, I. <laughs> so there you go. Now, now you've got the clearance to go for the system. Well, no, no, no. I'm trying to get back on track on the show here, Chris. Oh, I'm we're talking about talk punk about still. We're still we're talking about, about Omega and, and, and you oh, know, no. People, so like, and, I mean, like, yeah. look. Uh, now punk's gone. Great. Okay. Cool. Does that jumpstart the MJF program? Like, I guess in the sense that you no longer have this stupid real world's champion thing happening. I guess um, that helps MJF on the margins. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that, but. This is not a great building company. They're not making new stars like that. I mean, like, yeah, they, they, they get good mid-card stars, like the aforementioned Acclaim, who I like. Uh, it, it, But that breakthrough thing, they haven't done that. Yeah, they don't they have that. that. Yeah, you know, they, they don't have, let's say they need to do Goldberg, but like, you know, like WCW had Goldberg, right? Like, that was like an actual entity uh that like contrasted against what wwf was throwing out there at the time and they AWS... don't yet have the badass that can break through and they don't have the talker that can break through and i love mjf as a talker i do but there's those there's those moments where you can tell a little bit like christian that he wants to pop the crowd rather than get the crowd to hate him and that becomes a problem um i mean it's good for like pr and i guess you could send him out on pr junkets and things like that but i agree yeah, I mean, they were sort of doing that with Wardlow, but like he didn't feel like he was going to break all the way no, through. No. Yeah. Um, and so by the way, next... collision dropped by fifty percent after after the first segment after oh, the uh, oh, dragon I bet it did. dragon uh, contract signing, which was that was a very well done angle. I thought. I, uh, I what would be the draw to watch Collision though, especially like Danielson. Danielson, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but and I love Danielson, but man. Uh, that's a there is a drop off between the punk FTR dynamic and like bringing in Danielson. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I assume all like the Saturday night main event type of branding that they were doing with like the promos up front. I, I'm assuming that stuff's going to be gone. Anything that 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 punk really, you know, how he wanted to shape the vision of his show are gone for now. Mm. Um, I am going to be very interested to see. I was listening to Dave's podcast tonight with Garrett, and it's like, well, you never know. In a while, AEW could bring him back. <laughs> like, I don't think that, but WWE seems to be in play. If oh, I, yeah, come. I certainly, I th- certainly think so. I think um, Cody would want it. Yeah, and I think uh, if they can make enough money, I think I think the company right. could do it. It's, and it's, and it's, this this is a, this is a pickup that would be very rough for AEW's audience because. Yes, a majority of them don't like punk, but there is a sizable minority that does. And picking up punk, it absolutely pulls the uh, camera focus back over to the WWE side. Oh, it's going to make social media unbearable. Oh, well, I, I'm not on this popular social. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sending X. them all to you to talk about uh, it. Though, please, so. please. No, no. If they're not on the discord, which I do occasionally show up on now. The, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you then, arrive, break stuff, and leave. You're the Brock Lesnar of the Discord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, the, they will be more defensive about it too. The a, the the people who are really into AEW will be very very uh, taking AEW's castoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I mean, but especially the Cody Rhodes letting Cody Rhodes walk is, is just a mondo mistake in my opinion. Like he, he really could have he been brought something guy. different. And I think there was too much of listening to the fan base that didn't like what he brought. And I really, I really am thinking, I, I mean, I agree with you and some people agree with you, but they're well, that's not what I want. I want these super, they basically want super indies and I'm, you know, I get that. I just don't feel like it's a good building. Block. Is, that, right. Is a super indie gonna break through i i think at this point we have now done how many years of aew's experiment on this four years coming up on five ring of honor is not knocking anybody over ring of honor didn't do it yeah aew ain't doing it i i just think that like marketable wrestling's got to be something a little bit broader than that you can still have some good super indie style wrestling in the middle of the show. I, I just don't think that that can be the nuts and bolts. Over on the other side of the fence, Gable Stevenson has officially been removed from the NXT roster and there are no plans for him in NXT at this moment. 
man, AEW should actually think about picking him up because he's good. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, like, look, I know it's not like replacing CM Punk, but like, Stevenson's good. I hate you for doing that. Um, why? Yeah, it, why do you hate me for doing that? Because it's 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 a good joke, but it's there. Um, don't know if this is because he's not in the world championships. I don't think. And I think he wants to do the Olympic trials again. Uh, boy, I, I feel bad for his brother who actually. Oh, David Kemp's amazing. Oh, God. Uh, and David Kemp was ever a free agent. That would be boy, someone I would totally advise. Yeah, him to I, well, I'm afraid the company is going to going to take out the Gable Stevenson stuff on him. But WWE still has control of his future. Like they were saying, yeah, you can go back to college and use that last year of eligibility but you can only do it at the university of Minnesota. And I think he wanted to transfer to the university of Iowa. Uh, Cause there's, I guess they have, I guess they have somewhat of a training center in Minneapolis. I think they use uh Sean Devari and Mr. Kennedy's school up in Minnesota. So they still have pro wrestling training up there, but it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of unseen strings in, in that statement, but to me, Stevenson, look, while he is an athletic specimen, doesn't have the other part of the wrestling thing down. That's what his brother has. Yeah, that's yeah. what his brother has. Yeah, Damon's good. Yeah. Um, the Dudleys have been signed to WWE Legends contract. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Get that the means, tables. Well, that means they're probably being pulled from Impact 1000 tomorrow night, unless they get a uh, unless they get a deal done there that says they can do that. Also, I liked this speculation a lot with Adam Copeland out there possibly doing a run in AEW. This prevents them from doing the quote-unquote final chapter of the Edge and Christian versus Hardys versus Dudley Boys fight forever and break your back series. God. <laughs> Which I hope they don't do. I just... God, I, don't I don't need 50-year-olds climbing that. ladders and going I through tables. I don't need that. Like, call it the Terry uh, Funk Invitational and bring all the old guys. Middle aged and crazy. All of them. All of them are now uh, middle aged and crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Like, it, it, all of them are Terry Funk's age now. <laughs> I will take a federation of funks, though. Well, if, yeah. if, they could, if they could cut promos like Terry Funk, I would take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, I have no other news. Ratings were ratings. Raw did a respectable 1.7 million against the big football game. Clemson being beat by Duke, which was just shocking. But we are now into football season, college football season. So the will ratings be drop off. Yeah, collision will drop. Raw will be down. Um, yeah. So this is. I, I'm just yeah, like and ratings. I feel like we still have this residual from when they talked about like there's a ratings war, and. There isn't. No. And as such, I increasingly just finding myself. I care about the month over month. But the horse like, race doesn't interest the me. Horse the race, month yeah, over like, month and month, growth interests me. Yeah, month over month kind of interests me. Yeah, and then like growth over the year. Um, and in the case of both these companies, WWE's kind of grown a little bit like in terms of interest. I think the Bloodline, LA Knight. Uh, I mean. Dude, LA Knight, they're hitting it out of the park with LA Knight. He's he's really, really over He is right currently now. negotiating a new contract, and once he signs that contract, they're gonna push him into a Roman Reigns match, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, to the moon. Um and although that match Saturday he did was nothing. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. It it they don't care. I know. But they don't care. But that's but like, the style. I mean, big guys who kind of move well and Look, he's got swagger. He's get a good paid. promo. Yeah, get paid, dude. I yeah. mean, if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I'm, I'm happy for him because he didn't make any money for a long time. And look, no. he, was one, he was one of the best parts of that NWA, uh, totally. the, the Billy-verse when we were still watching it. Man, he really found himself on that show. Yeah. 
I would yeah, agree. he 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 really like found the LA Knight identity on that NWA show. And so yeah, like I for those <laughs> he who found that LA Knight identity as Eli Drake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he I mean it's right true. up to the yeah. Right up to, to the yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. Like I remember watching the shows where he did that. I was like, that's really connecting with people. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it was as over as uh, our our personal favorite back in the day, the question mark. Yes. Karate. Uh, karate. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest question in peace, mark. man. Um that'll do it for the news. Now to the lazy river. Ice cold freezing takes on the river for um the shows that I watched. I watched uh the two pay-per-views I watched um or premium live events, if you will. Uh WWE Payback and uh AEW All Out. Um two show match for payback if you did not watch. Uh Trish and Becky had a banger of a cage match. And Trish, this is her best match. She was friggin' awesome. She was doing the little heel things, the talking to the camera and stuff. She was in the zone. And if you want if you watched all of Trish's career, the acting part was rough for her at first. And then she got confident in the wrestling and then she got confident in the personality. People want to cheer her, I think still. Um I hope she takes some time off. I, I would like just one match a year, if anything, after this. If she left right now, she'd be leaving on top. The match was awesome. It was brutal. They were ramming each other's faces into the cage. She had a giant hematoma on her forehead. She does that, and she, she took a superplex off the top of the cage, Chris. She's a 48-year-old woman doing that. That is impressive to me. I mean, I, I think she's miscast as like an active wrestler. I, I think yes. she makes all the sense in the world as like special attraction. Tri- well, maybe. How about like the Harley race of the women's, like, like she, she, she hangs around and she wants that title and she wants to control that title. And she's just always getting her Vader's to do her work for we had vaders it'd be great i mean you know real would be great i mean if trish would be great you know who'd be great is a repackage uh um uh raquel raquel yeah raquel would be great too yeah that match was a little rough i mean you you, bring her back she was great as a dakota's heavy yeah and and, and having trish managing her so it's all about raquel yes uh yeah and and yeah you know trish's like weird pursuit and not taking all the heat from raquel hopefully right because right the zoe stark the zoe stark thing didn't work because it's like zoe's your sidekick that Um, turn worked for me though after the match i love that zoe just planted her after (laughs) i thought that turn was good and i thought honestly the Shayna baszler match was good too oh yeah no no we'll get to that Shayna baszler match was really good yeah yeah i i I did enjoy that as well and and the tag team title match between uh zane and owens and uh and uh the judgment day look owens and zane know how to do walk and brawl garbage matches kevin owens jumped off of a uh, off of the first level of the stands to go through a table and kind of missed a bit and landed hard on his butt i'm hoping he's okay uh judgment day are your secondary bloodline in terms of belt collectors right now they are a powerful stable and Rhea is Rhea is the head of this stable it is not Finn Balor's stable. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, star yeah. of the stable. Yeah. And that's impressive for WWE to be able to do that with a female superstar because they're not particularly adept at such things. No, it's true. It's true. I I mean they they minus the unfortunate Sami Zayn promo this week where he said that there were five men in the ring and like then he like had a follow-up joke on it where I was like Ooh. I didn't love that. Joke. What was worse, the man, the 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 misogyny, or the fat jokes by MJF? Uh I'm gonna say the <laughs> I'm gonna say the misogyny. Okay. Because MJF is like kind of like still a dick character, and so you can sort of gotcha. understand it through that. Yeah. Sami Zayn is presented as like the beating heart of WWE, and so like then he's calling Rhea Ripley a man in so many words. AEW All Out was a good show. And people in AEW will tell you all about it on Twitter afterwards. 
Um, I'll get to that in a second because that's that's the narrative point that got me. But yes, on paper it seemed underwhelming, but they delivered, and the build was bad, but they delivered. That strap match was fantastic stuff. Brian Danielson, who still has a broken arm, and uh, Ricky Starks beat the crap out of each other. Chris, I mean, they're slapping the belt in the f- in their each other's faces. They're choking each other. They have welts all over themselves. The ending of the match was fantastic with uh, Starks. You know, he's getting choked out and he's doing the great acting job of I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. And then eventually he goes night night. It's a little confusing that Danielson's a baby face here, even though he's still part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, and like, why not turn Starks at this point again? Lex Luger's baby. I guess we'll get to that promo when we get to more lazy river stuff. But yeah. uh, I also really, really want to put over. They did the thing that I really wanted them to in the Takeshita match. Um, Takeshita goes over clean on Kenny tried to cheat at first. Couldn't get the screwdriver out of the, out of the uh, apron, but uh, went over Kenny clean. Kenny hasn't won a singles match since Don Callis left him which is a very interesting story I think they're telling. Takeshita looked like a badass in this in this match. I mean, he looked like the second coming of Okada at times, I would say. Um, I, I really liked this match a lot. Um, and there wasn't a lot of Kenny goofy gesticulation stuff. He was there for the fight. and it was really He was cool. there for the fight, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, when he's like that, he's good. He's good. He's good in the ring. I mean... The knock in the Bucks and Omega, and them. it's not that they're not good in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bucks FDR versus Bullet Club gold match was a lot of fun. For what it was, they're, they're kind of combining to do each other's tag team finishers throughout the thing. You know, you'll have a Buck and, and an FDR do the spike pile driver, et cetera, et cetera. Um, seemed they, that's the only time they also played into the punk. Uh, there were only punk chants during that match, and FDR played into it pre-match and then it kind of went away at the time that was mostly a bucks omega crowd to be there and they got what they want they got a very very good match uh between them and there was a little bit of uh tension afterwards between ftr and the bucks as uh as they wanted to play that up for the camera a bit but it was really good um and uh miro and hobbs big meaty men slapping meat it was uh it was pretty fantastic I thought for what it was, I wanted a little bit more out of it uh, in terms of throwing each other. Because it started out as like Hoss match. It started out as Vader versus Bigelow. And then it kind of got a little bit clever. Um, I don't know what CJ Perry is going to be doing in this company, though. The hot, flexible wife showed up post-match, Chris. I don't know if you read that. Mm, no, no, I did not. And Miro kind of, uh, kind of walked away from her. Oh, because of course, remember he had renounced his hot, sexy, flexible right. wife and his and god, his god. Yes. and his god. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, you, you, yes. Um, let me think of any other story points. Uh, Tony Storm still crazy, ruined the match for Ruby. Uh, Joe did his thing. I'm trying to remember. Oh, there the acclaimed. Jeez, uh, oh, God bless the Jarrett crew, who had to try and distract Aubrey. For a long, long time, while Dennis Rodman just stood in the ring. <laughs> so I think Rodman was supposed to leave. He's like, nah, not leaving. Whatever. <laughs> Do not work with animals, children, or... um. Dennis Rodman? Or Dennis Rodman. Yes, let's go with that. I was going to say superstars with uh, historical mental issues. Because <laughs> I was thinking Tyson at the same time. Uh, yeah, it you know it was it was the celebrity spot. The Jared Geeks are the Jared Geeks, and they're fantastic. But yes, all out, well worth your time if you have not already gone back already. And now to current television, and I have talked enough. Chris, you are up. All right. So this week, I basically watched WWE Raw because if you've been listening to the show recently, we never watch Raw in any serious effort. I mean, like Jeff watches some of it, but I don't watch any of it at all. And I was like, what is even going on on Raw right now? And I got to tell you, it was a pretty good show. It was. I I actually enjoyed pretty much every segment of this. Um, I The Jey Uso opening was good. 
I having Sami Zayn come out was nice. Having Riddle and McIntyre blocked to encounter them, that was really good. Uh, you know, making sure that you know, it's not like a total reset button thing that like Uso has like these seeds planted. There are some lingering done. feelings there. Not yeah. everybody turns into Darby Allen and forgives AR Fox instantly. Right. Yes. I, I thought that was good. And then Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura had a nice little enhancement match that ended not with Nakamura winning, which I thought was an unexpected. Like, I thought it was a good little twist on the uh, story. I mean, even the whole nakamura like doesn't want to fight rollins but like he does but he does like the whole thing's good i'm not gonna like, fight you on your terms type yeah, of thing. yeah exactly um then we got to Shayna baszler and zoe stark and this was good i thought zoe did a really nice job selling trying to get out of the terafutica or the kirafutica clutch and like didn't get out of it yeah but like it was a, it was a nice it was a really nice sell of the whole thing if, if they are if they are destroyer tag team, I'm here for that. Yeah, That's what the division needs. Although they're gonna be just de- they're gonna be destroying Caden Carter and Katana Chance week after week. Yeah, I, I guess they're gonna end up being heels, right? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, you have to be it, heels with those two. With those two, yeah. I think. Um, and then, I, like, I love all the stuff with the Judgment Day. You know, like the actual, the way they've done. The writing around the Judgment Day always gives them these options to like zig and zag. They could let McDonough into the the group. They also yes. McDonough could also be like sabotaging them from the inside, or like he'll stab. He could be Finn. a useful idiot. Yeah, right. He stab. Yeah, he stabs Finn Balor in the back. Balor's the one pulling for him to get in, and he does ultimately get in, but it's at the expense of Balor. Or like you know, or it's Balor's plan to you stab Priest in the back and sabotage the briefcase. Uh, I mean there's any number of really interesting things you can do with the judgment day storyline. And I think they've done a nice job building them up as, as a really formidable top level heel team right up to and including having Rhea Ripley say like, you know, I don't even think about the bloodline anymore. We are the top team. Like I thought that was a good, that was a good piece of writing actually. I'd love a revisit of the showdown between the bloodline and the, and the, uh, and the judgment day, but only like solo and, uh, Solo and Roman are kind of left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Rhea still wants a piece of Solo. Um, I, I was thinking about this new briefcase thing. Does JD McDonough need to steal this contract? I mean, <laughs> w- w- that would be the funniest thing, is that he actually has the contract now. Yes. That's yes. what I was thinking this entire yeah. time is he's yeah. giving him a MacGuffin briefcase yep. with nothing in it. And they're, 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 and so they're going to give it to, to an official. What do you want me to do with this? This isn't the briefcase. I mean, that would be a great out, right? Like they, that, And that's what makes this so good is that they credibly can write this as, well, yeah, J.D. McDonough okey-doked Damian Priest right in front of him and gave him a purple briefcase. It's not his briefcase. Yes. And he was just like, this is great. Um, or you could play, you know, the other direction where, uh, uh, you know, that that was, you know, a good thing. And the, the contract's obviously still in there and blah, 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 blah. Like, like they've, yeah. they've done a nice job going in multiple different directions. Uh, this, I, as I said, this was a strong episode of Raw. The Miz segment with... Invisible John Cena. <laughs> it was good. Congratulations to Invisible Stan for coming off the indies and getting a nice little payday there. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I I actually enjoyed that in particular. The punch, duck the clothesline, skull crushing finale, like Chef's kiss. It's some no of the notes. best work Miz has ever done. In the I know, no notes on that. That was so yeah, good. No, no, it's ten ten. Um, I also liked the the gimmick of the camera guy being in on it and just doing the entire John Cena runs down there and goes under the ring and is doing his entire thing. Uh, God bless that cameraman. Uh, I think we need to book this John Cena versus little Jimmy for a cage match somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Have Miz officiate like Bryce did invisible stand versus invisible man. Cause I'm kind of here for that just to see what he could do with it. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I love and the then Gable. the main and the main yeah. event was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, like God, like Gable, Gable and Gable and Walter totally delivered. Uh, I obviously you I would bought love, in that he might have won. I bought you, in for a second that he might win. 
you would love to see it actually like that that would have been a great way to do it where he he just stops gunther right on the the day of uh that would have been really interesting yeah and he ties and then Hawkeye and gunther yeah i, I did actually... get something i did love in this match though cry what? children oh i know god that finish was <laughs> that was so money oh those kids were this, i think those this... kids were smartened up too and they still acted well might have been the strongest episode of raw in the last year yeah yeah I, i'd go there yeah other, other than maybe i obviously a... don't watch every single one but man you, you you'd have a hard time convincing me that there was a stronger episode of raw from maybe like a mania build episode no i don't even think so i thought mania they kind of limped in this okay. is this was just like every seg was basically good uh, I'll go to NXT and then we can finish with uh, yeah. Um, I love this JC Thea pairing. It's it's so stupid and so great. The Dark Thea storyline is gonna be fun, I think. Where JC's the bad girl, and is and is teaching Thea, you know, ditch school. And there's, it's really revitalized Andre Chase a bit as the doting father who can't control this out of control teenager in his life. Yeah. Right, right, right. It like I've lost control of these. How do I reach these kids? Like, yeah, like that is, that is the segment now. And, and it's made Duke Hudson incompetent again, which is his best move is just be big and dumb and holding that trophy and not knowing what the hell to do at all. As opposed to kind of being a leader of any kind. Yeah, it was weird when they tried to almost cast him as a good guy. I'm like, no, no, no. Like his his role is to be not capable at any point in this faction, and no one seems to notice. And as a character note, I mean, look, the wrestling was pretty good. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> Ilya Dragunov is always fantastic. Tyler Bate versus your boy Dabakato. Doing some feats of strength there that were pretty damn impressive, I thought. But uh, I need to go and catch up. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Daba was tossing him around like a wet noodle. But the one that I like, they they built for. Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't watch NXT. Okay. No, I didn't. I, watch I'm not. NXT. Do, I'm not going to do beat by beat. But I'm going to go over another thing. The the big thing is this Wednesday or this yeah what Tuesday? Sorry, Tuesday, because of course uh, Tiffany Strat ended ended her promo with "See you next Tuesday." <laughs> Toodles. Um. Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT women's title. I liked that Tiffany Stratton did not back down and wasn't afraid when Becky went on the thing. She's like, bring it. I like that. I, I think, I think there's a little bit too much. Uh, uh, oh, we're just NXT. We're second class type of thing. When the main roster comes down there, I, I like the people who are ready to step up, stepping up. I like that a lot. Totally. Um, um... Ali yeah, had a I, Ali had a good match on there. Uh, his character his character's interesting. I don't know if I like it, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like the last episode I watched, it was all like, I need a shot. I you know, like it's like weirdly manipulative. Is like yes. his character. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's very Eddie Haskell esque in a, in a way. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna talk anymore about NXT. I'll give you first crack at AEW. Man, AEW. Okay, so I made it a good chunk of the way through Dynamite here, but let me get up the results here. I, I liked the opening match. I, I know you you did not care for the Mox Fox match. I was actually watching it and enjoying it quite fine. Well, there were two things about it. Number one, okay. it, look, it looked like that first third of the match, they were going about half speed. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't have noticed that because I was watching it all in 1.25. <laughs> Well, everything looks like a lucha match if you speed it up, Chris. Well, I like to. I mean, we have a lot of stuff to watch. I like to watch. I mean, do you know how long these people take walking to the ring, Jeff? Yes, I do. Have you ever watched this crap? <laughs> wow, this we're afraid is fantastic. Well, I'm watching it on a higher speed. Uh, um, it also just made no sense to me. AR Fox just lost his last match. Somehow he's getting in on the open challenge. Do you know that, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. AR Fox has had 11 title shots since November 16th of oh 2022. My God. Are you kidding me? 16th November 2022, Death Triangle versus AR Fox in Top Flight. 30th November 2022, TNT title, Samoa Joe defeated AR Fox. 9th of February 2023, Trios Tiles, Elite versus defeated AR Fox in Top Flight. 
15th of February, Trios titles, the Elite defeated AR Fox in top flight. 25th of February, ROH title, Claudio Castagnoli defeated AR Fox. 31st of March of this year, ROH six man titles, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leona defeated AR Fox, Blake Christian, Metalik. 6th of May, 2023, the New Japan TV title, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated AR Fox. 24th of May, Trios titles, House of Black defeat AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. 4th of June, ROH six-man titles, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toliota defeat AR Christian Action, Andretti, and Dante Martin. 26th of July, the international title, Orange Cassie defeats AR Fox. 6th of September, international title, John Moxley defeats AR Fox. This guy's a bit of a loser. <laughs> When you get right down to it. I mean. No, so, okay. Now that you bring that up, I, I guess maybe this is my last piece of feedback. Is I was able to enjoy the AEW product the way that AEW fans have always asked me to enjoy the AEW product, which is with no sense of context of what's come before <laughs> or next. And if you do that, then an AR Fox getting a 16th title match doesn't even register with you. Because you're just like, oh, A.R. Fox, he's good. He's wrestling John Moxley. I like him. And they have a match, and they do stuff. And I'm kind of like, it's weird that Fox is a baby face now, but whatever, I'll just go with it. And, like, I shut my brain off and enjoyed the work. Yes, but, you have to, because then you look at this. But that's not enough. I And, like, like I you, I mean, you're right on this. Like, like, I liked it, but I liked it for the wrong reasons. It's like Twinkies. Yeah, yeah you look at this tournament for the world title, and somehow Nick Wayne's in there. And we're blowing the Darby Nick Wayne match first match early in it, which I liked the match, but the tone was wrong on this. Nick Wayne needed to come in here and try and body Darby on and overwhelm him and shock Darby, especially after the hit me like a man thing and gets a super kick. He should Darby should almost be afraid of Nick Wayne and the rage that he's been holding back because of this whole AR Fox thing. And Nick Wayne should get a 2.9 on him and eventually lose. But I always, I also thought this is way too early to go to Darby and Nick in any way. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you have Trent in the tournament, you have Penta in the tournament, you have Jay Lethal in the tournament. Meanwhile, you have uh, Adam Page not in the tournament coming out. Um, I liked the, the swerve promo was in the right neighborhood for me. It was uh, the points were incorrect and the phrasing was wrong to me because to me, Swerve need to come out and, and first of all, just say, I don't like you, Adam Page, and I don't like you because you've gotten everything I wanted. Now, that was kind of the gist of the promo a little bit, but it was more about politics and the spot type thing. But I did like, you know, the parts of you're, you're going soft. You haven't been on TV doing singles matches in a long time type of thing. I like that he's quote unquote coming for his spot, but I think it should be more that I'm jealous. I'm, I'm jealous of you and I hate you because you still get all this and I'm working for it type of a thing. And I really wanted it to be based on the one-on-one -on -one hate versus the kind of, it feels like backstage politics of it. Hmm. Uh, on a different note. Oh, did you not get to this segment? No. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't have an opinion on it, so I'm watching. No, you going, okay. no, no, no. I you, you, basically, I, I I ran out of uh, time when we got okay. to the MJF promo. All right. So I, I mean, I thought the Statlander Emmy Sakura match, which I had to watch in oh that was multiple fun. parts. I know I was watching it in multiple parts and got interrupted. And then got back to it, and I was like, this is actually a pretty good match, though. Yeah, Emi yeah. Sakura is a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, Emi Sakura is pretty darn good. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, like, there was no no surprises there, but, like, Emi was really good. And then, like, I don't know, man. The Jericho, this is, Jericho, we talked earlier in the show about, okay, now Punk's gone. And all the problems are going to be fixed. I don't think Jericho fixes problems. I think he makes them. And I don't think, like, it, the, the Sammy thing, like, this isn't going to help Sammy in the end, narratively. No, right? there are two would... people that they just got to be a baby face, and now one of them's turning heel. Yeah. And it feels like they're doing, it feels like they're doing a bootleg Adam Cole MJF program, but on the heel side. Yeah. I just, I, it, it's hard to get super into it. And, and then, and, and, and then, yet, for... well, on this match, 
Why is Aussie Open losing? <laughs> I'm confused by this too. Like, are they a big dealer or are they not? Because they've just been beaten by a double clothesline, which is kind of a comedy spot. And now they're getting beat by Jericho and 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 Guevara, who are eventually going to break up. I, I okay, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. And then the MJF promo, which is where I I kind of ran out of time. It's like. I, once he got into like your fat, I'm like, all right, Scott Steiner, chill out. Yeah, it's just. I look Joe and MJF. I'm here for it. I just wanted MJ. I just wanted Joe to stare a hole through him. Quite frankly, uh, I didn't honestly, need. Him, I didn't need him to tete a tete. I didn't need him to do wacky Joe about you know whatever. I just no. He didn't to... need to talk. I mean, MJ. Actually, what really needed to happen is MJF needed to talk a bunch of crap at the heel, and then the heel beats him up. And like invert the normal st- sort of standard dynamics here because like MJF's not a standard babyface. I I actually think like what should have happened there is MJF should have talked his shit and then it backfired on him. Like I liked Joe coming out and going, "I'm just gonna come out here and listen to your promo, blah blah blah." And I thought he just should have just gone in the corner yeah. and listened yep. Yep. and just listen. stare a hole. And then MJF starts getting more and more. Okay, why aren't you reacting to me? Why aren't you, you know, that kind of thing, getting nervous about the whole right? Because you know, that that's on a, that's a very realistic dynamic, right? Um, like it, yeah. Did you see the uh, Sammy or not the Sammy the uh, the uh, uh, Ricky Starks promo? I did not. Okay, Ricky Starks cuts cuts this promo, and it's almost a babyface promo, and it's about you know I'm given a piece of bread, but I want the whole meal type of a thing. And and my problem with this promo was okay, it's after the big loss to a top babyface in territory days those guys come out the next week say i'm gonna come back and get you but i'm also gonna focus on this other thing they focus on the new, next target and this was my problem this was another backstage politics type promo versus pro wrestling feud promo wasn't mad about getting back at danielson wasn't mad or wasn't calling somebody else saying i'm gonna kick your ass or whatever it was all about it was all about the push and the programs he was getting kind of a thing. And it's like, I want more spotlight. I want more of this. And I'm like, no, he, this is a theoretical promo and he needs to make it more personalized where he's focusing on somebody and just call somebody out like the old UFC, where it's like when you get interviewed, call somebody out so that we know what the match to make type of a thing. Now I feel like he's in a bit of a limbo because he is still a heel. Cause he attacked Ricky steamboat for God's sakes. Right. Right. Uh, you can't put him in Bullet Club Gold because he just feuded with Jay White and all those guys in Bullet Club Gold kind of a thing. And everybody else seems to have dancing partners. So I'm wondering, you know, where, where's the baby face to take him on? And and I, I just, I, I, I can't see that. I like the fire from him. I like Ricky Starks I, mean, I guess overall. you could go and beat Orange Cassidy. I think this match was good for him. Because it, it really, I mean, because he's a he's a flash guy as opposed he's a style guy as opposed to a tough guy, and it really kind of, I mean, showing his back with all the welts and stuff, it really puts forth his toughness. I just think he needs to be more personally petty against somebody, and then that'll help the promo thing. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, he could feud with Orange Cassidy. He'd be the perfect guy to get the belt off of Orange Cassidy. Uh, uh, anything else on on uh, Dynamite? You look like no. you're starting to fade out a bit. So no, no. I, and I guess you don't think much of my Ricky Starks Orange Cassidy take. So there we um, go. No, 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 no. Um, I, I found it very interesting that they put Orange Cassidy on the top of the show without wrestling. Because it really signifies how big of a part on Dynamite he plays. Right. Yeah, he's a really important character. The, right. My only yeah, problem yeah. with your with your concept is I find Cassidy be more of a dynamite guy, but I guess now that Punk's gone, oh, we're gonna be yeah, having- yeah, oh, like the collision wall is gonna hold up forever. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's that's the bit. No, no, that's the barrier. No, I, no, it's a strong. I am addressing your point concern. here. I, look, I will just, t- the, these okay. universes sh- are, are sovereign. Up, Nate. No, up. no, they quiet, are quiet. Let me no, let me get my. I point. will never let me get my point out here because uh, your your point is well made. I'll take Orange Cassidy versus Ricky Starks in a program. There you go. Thank you for engaging with the text. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out how you do that because I think Starks needs a talking, uh, needs a real talking feud. 
sort he, of. He comes in and he goes, "I'm I'm on dynamite now, Orange Cassidy. We're feuding." Okay, Orange... no, no, I don't mean from him. I mean the oh. other side of it. Oh, Starks can talk all day long. He like... just beats up Orange Cassidy. He, yeah, I mean, no, he, I get you that. You actually I don't mean, need to say anything. He just well, shows Cassie up like Cassidy just look What's at him go, Ricky whatever. Starks doing in the Impact Zone? Okay, and then fine. he be, and then he beats up Orange Cassidy, targeting his hand. And it's like I'm gonna get this title. Can Starks beat Cassidy though? Because I think I'd Cass- have him. I think... I'd have him. Oh, would you? Because I have Cassidy yeah. going against MJF. I think that would. I mean, be yeah, but he's gonna lose the title. I think you know. Before the MJF feud, he loses the title and heals up. He lost the title at All Out to Moxley. Oh, well, then he heals up. Did you not see the beginning of Dynamite? Where he came out without the title and said, I lost? This has been a long week, Jeffrey. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you for engaging with the text. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. No, that's fair. 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 It has. Has been that's, a long week as, as, as yeah. my entire work was encrypted by Russian malware, and Chris Chris has had issues of his own today, which we will yeah, not go yeah, into, yeah. but we have already no. alluded to. Yeah, that, uh, but like the, <laughs> some crazy shit, man. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Chatham Ruffs. No, you don't want to follow me there. That's just the show. But you can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen Arcane References. Talk Jimmy Buffett, whatever. Get on the Voices of Wrestling Discord and engage with Chris when he comes in there and just wrecks the place. Uh, you can find information of that at Voices of Wrestling. Um, we are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network podcast for whatever you want. Five-star match game. Open the voice gate. Uh, Mike and JD over from my other neighborhood fight game. Uh, speaking of which, I am on the Fight Game Media Network. $5 a month for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. Other podcasts. If you don't get enough wrestling podcasts, there's lots over there. We do a show called The Dynamite Show. It goes live about 20 minutes after Dynamite. I thoroughly deconstruct things with Paul on YouTube. Audio drops the next day. Chris has other interests. This may shock you. He likes uh, he likes trams and guitars. Yeah, it's true. I like trams. I like guitars. I like Tram Fest, which will be at the tram. Uh, so you can hit me up on Instagram at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V. And uh, if you want guitar lessons, or if you just want to follow me on Instagram and see what my weird life is about, which is trams and gardening and occasionally getting lunch by myself. And then weirder <laughs> things that I don't post weirder on things it, that you don't post on Instagram. That, 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 that do not need to actually be posted onto the internet. Not everything needs to be shared, apparently. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Uh, uh, uh. Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show.